Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. You are listening to the Bikini Diaries podcast. Happy Tuesday. I am so excited to begin with the review of the week. She titles this a must listen for competitors. Fit with Miranda is her name. She gives us five stars. Thank you very much, Miranda. This podcast is so informative. There are so many great and inspiring ladies that share their stories. It's also super easy to listen to. I can't get enough. Well, thank you so much. I am so excited to gift you with a Bikini Diaries Honor AT. Feel free to DM me your information so I can send that right out. And if anyone would like to have a chance to enter, all you have to do is leave a review on any um, device that you're listening to. Leave a review and you have your chance of winning. I choose one winner every single Tuesday. So before we begin, I would like to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Bikini Diaries podcast is sponsored by ProTan. ProTan products are the highest quality of tanning competition products that you will absolutely love. The DIY kit is my absolute favorite that I've been using for many, many years now. If you are going to compete, then I'm sure you're going to want to use the code Bikini Diaries for 20% off your order. It's going to save you a ton. Are you currently in season and you're looking for your next bikini suit? Or maybe you're in your off season and you're looking for a posing suit. Well, I've got a treat for you. The Angel Competition Bikinis is giving us 10% off using the discount code Bikini Diaries. Also, if you enter the giveaway below, it's still February, so you are still eligible to enter the giveaway, you could win your very own free posing suit. So I highly suggest you do so. And I hope you love, love, love the discount. And the last thing that I would like to mention is that my affirmation fitwear is having a Valentine's Day sale beginning February 12th through February 15th. I'm so excited. We are going to be doing 20% off the entire store. So if you have been wanting to grab yourself a outfit that has an affirmation inside of the leggings, feel free to check us out with the link below or visit us at myaffirmationfitwear.com. Now, before we get started, I would love to invite you into our Bikini Diaries Facebook group. This is a private Facebook group full of like-minded individuals like ourselves who are just wanting to connect and grow in our fitness journeys. So go ahead and click on the link below or you can just search Bikini Diaries to join and I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you in the group. Now, I am absolutely delighted to have our next guest on the show. She is a prep 
coach and owner of the bikini team, Katie's Ladies. Today, she is going to open up and share her story and health struggles she has had in the past. She's also going to talk about the importance of your why in the sport and how to stop comparing yourself to others. I can't wait to dive in. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional Katie Kopfel. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. I'm excited to have you on. I am too. Thank you for asking me. Awesome. (laughs) So we are going to get started with the bikini hack. It's just going to be a series of quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. Where are you from? I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was born and raised here. How old are you? I am 28. I'll be 29 in August. Okay. And what do you do for a living? I am a coach, um, a prep coach, and a posing coach. How many years have you been competing? Let's see. I started 2016, so about four years. And when and where did you get your pro card? At Nationals in Miami in 2017. What's your favorite quote that keeps you going? So my favorite quote is, our struggles make us stronger. So why is that quote so important to you? So um, I think just things I was going through at the time, it really it really resonated. You know, I even have a tattoo of it on my arm. And the older I get, the more I go through, it just, it's so true, I'm finding. Um, and I, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Um, I think we all go through things that, you know, we don't think we can get through at the time and then we do and we kind of realize our own strength through that. And um, so I think a lot of people can relate to that. No, definitely. I think that's a very powerful quote and I love that you resonated with it so much. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's just more, you know, the more things I go through, it's just, it's very true. (laughs) So name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. I think, um, just the, just the hustle of it. You know, I love just really putting your head down, doing the work. Um, you know, when prep gets tough and you're really having to dig deep, that's what I live for. You know, that's what I really, really enjoy about this. As weird as that sounds, and you kind of figure out how strong you really are. Um, and yeah, just just really the the hustle of everything and the grind, you know. So what keeps you motivated, Katie? My, my clients, my, you know, everybody that – I think we all have people who we – you know, almost like we're role models to a lot of people that we don't even know necessarily. And that really keeps me going. You know, the fact that people look up to me and we we all have these people um, that look up to us. And I think, you know, that really pushes me to keep going. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like that happens a lot. Like someone will reach out or, you know, just – you just never know who's who's watching you. You know, you never know what eyes are on you. And and I think that like 
it's it's very powerful when somebody comes out of the woodworks and is like, oh my God, you helped me do this or you changed my life that way. And I could see why that would completely motivate you. I love that that's, that's what you said. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And I think for every person that tells you you motivate them, there's a hundred more that don't tell you. So mm. just always, always remembering that, um, that really keeps me going. Yeah. So what's your uh, deeper why behind this and why do you compete? Um, I just like, you know, like I said, I enjoy, as weird as it sounds, I enjoy when it gets tough. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. There's not many things like this in the world, you know, prepping and competing is very unique. Um, in that it's all about, it's, it's a very individual sport. You know, you, nobody can do the work for you. It's just, I really enjoy that about this. I think it's just, um, you know, you, you're having to really rely on a lot of mental strength, a lot of just discipline. Um, so there's just not many things in the world like like competing. Yeah. It's like a true testament of how capable you actually are, you know? <laughs> it is, for sure, yeah. <laughs> for the last question of the Bikini Hack, if you could pick one, what would be your absolute favorite prepping, stage day, or post-show treats? Oh, gosh. Um prepping. Um, again, it sounds weird, but I, I love it. You know, obviously show day is a lot of fun and you get all glammed up and, um, post-show is fun as well, but I really just enjoy the process leading up to it. No, definitely. I, I completely agree with your answer. I think I'm so weird for saying that, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, show day is really not, it's not my favorite. Um, I've never been somebody to get all dressed up and, um, you know, full on glam. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely not my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah. You like the day in and day out grind, the like, yeah, the everyday changes and just like everything that comes with prep. Definitely. For sure. So kind of like tell us a little bit about your story. You know, how did you get started in competing? Yeah. So um, like I said, I started in 2016. I actually, I was a trainer at a gym and it's funny. I always said I was never going to compete. I was just like, you know, that's not me to get up there. I work out for myself. Um, and then there was a there was a coach who worked at the gym. He was a pro bodybuilder. Um, he would always kind of tell me, you know, you should compete, kind of pushing me in that direction. And I always was just like, no, 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 that's not me. Um, and then I don't know why I decided. I just, I guess I just wanted a goal to work towards. So one day I remember I went to him and I said, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, but I was like, you know, if, if we do this, I'm not, doing this just to compete. I'm not doing it just because I want to win. Um, so then that's what we did. So I won. And then, you know, I, I was hooked after that. Like a lot of people are, you know, you're, you do your first show and you fall in love with it. And then the rest is history. I find it very interesting that you just, that you said that you were like, no, I'm not going to compete. Like, what was it about competing that you just, that just did not attract you? 
I guess I just didn't really know too much about it at the time. Obviously, I had worked out. Um, I was working in gyms and stuff, so I was around it a lot. And people would always come up to me in the gym and just ask if I competed or see I should. But I guess just because it isn't really me, like if you get to know me day to day, I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's not me to get up and strut my stuff on stage and these tall heels. Um, but like I said, I think I just needed something else to work towards. And I, and a lot of people, you know, some of my clients, they're in the same boat where they, at first they're kind of iffy about competing and then they find themselves wanting to have this, this goal to work towards. Um, so that's kind of how it gets started with, with a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Like we all have this like perception of what we think the sport is like. And then when we get started, we feel like it's completely different. Uh, What was the reality like for you when you actually got started? So even when I did get started, I still did not know too much about it, which kind of sounds weird. But um, I just was prepping, you know, I was doing what my coach told me to do. Um, I was already very small to begin with. Like I had been lifting weights for a couple years since college, but I still was very small. I did not have a ton of muscle. Um, so I was just prepping, you know, and then our plan, I just did what he said. Our plan was to do a show. My prep was, was probably close to 12 weeks. They're supposed to be. And then I remember one day I was posing with him and it was about four weeks from the show and there was a show that weekend, and he said, Katie, he was like, you're ready. I want to throw you into the show this weekend. It was the Charlotte Europa was my first one. Wow. So I didn't really – I felt like I had to listen to him. I was like, okay, let's do it. Sure. You know you know what you're doing. <laughs> so then, you know, even with the posing, thinking back, I had no clue. Like, it's kind of funny thinking. It's like I really did not know what I was doing. Um, and then obviously after – after that, I started kind of doing my own research, learning about it, getting more into the sport. And that's really when my, I fell in love with it more and more was when I, when you learn more about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what about like turning pro? Like what was it about becoming a professional that attracted you? Um, I think just, just moving further in the sport. So I, you know, I did my first show that year and then right after I did, he threw me into nationals that same year and I I was not ready at all. I still, it was only my second show. So I still had no clue what it was really all about. I didn't know what turning pro meant. Um, so I got third call outs then, um, that next spring I did junior USAs. Um, I still didn't know too much. I got third call outs again. And then nationals that year was when I turned pro. So it was, I think just evolving in the sport is what I was looking for. And the more, the more shows that you do, you know, the more experiences you, you get people you you're around and you meet, you just really fall in love with, with the sport. I know I did. And I just wanted to go, as, you know, take this as far as I, I, you know, I could. It wasn't necessarily my career at that point, but I wanted it to be. And I knew that this would help, you know, turning pro would help with that. 
So, you know, that's, I just wanted to evolve and take this as far as I could. Yeah, definitely. You know, I noticed that when you were talking, you were saying that, you know, you continued to get uh, third call outs mm-hmm. right before you got your pro card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so bring us back to that, Katie. Like, what was that, Katie? Like, what was she facing in that time? Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny. Um, and I will say this. A lot of – I hear this a lot from newer competitors. Um, they look at people – I guess like me, people who get their pro card in a very short amount of time – which in this sport is very rare. Um, that takes, it really just takes good timing and kind of the stars aligning, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's more common to do multiple national shows before you get your pro card. Um, so I think that's kind of a, I hear that a lot from competitors. And I kind of just want to say, you know, just enjoy the process first because you just never know in the sport what's going to happen. But yeah, so I had gotten third call. It's my first year. Like I said, I still didn't really know what all this meant, what turning pro meant. I definitely would not have been ready to get it at that time. Um, The next year when I did Junior USAs, I got third call. It's again. And I was... Between that time, I was kind of making improvements. You know, I was I was still working, training hard, but I wasn't necessarily training with a purpose, I guess. So then after I after Junior USA's, you know, I really sat down and I I switched coaches first of all, um, and then I really narrowed in on the bikini division and what they're looking for, and that's when like a flip, a switch flipped for me. And started training, you know, with a purpose. Um, Like I said, I had gotten a new coach. So it just, I look like a completely different person on that stage um, when I did turn pro. Mm. You know, a lot of people um, have a hard time grasping that concept, like training with a purpose. Um, I usually like to, you know, uh, say training with intention. What's Mm -hmm. the difference? Could you kind of break that down for us? Right. So the bikini category... I think is unique in that you do need to train with a purpose. Um, and it's very, it's very specific in that obviously it's, it's glute, you know, glute focused. Um, it's all about balance, all about symmetry, your presentation. So your training, first of all, should be, should be intentional in what you're training and everybody's different. You know, everybody has a different starting point. So in order to get that bikini look, some people might need to alter their training style, whether upper bodies, you know, to balance upper body and lower body a little bit more. I know some people who even don't train certain body parts just because they're overdeveloped. So just really, you know, narrowing in on the bikini category and what they're looking for, I think helps a lot. Um, Some people don't want to do that. You know, you hear, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to bring a certain look just because the judges are looking for that. Well, you have to, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) You kind of have to in this sport. Like, that's great if you're going to, if you're going to bring, bring however you want to look to the stage. Obviously you want to be happy with that and you're doing this for you. 
Um, so yes, that's, that's great. But at the end of the day, it is the judges who decide. So if you are going to win, you know, when you are competing to do well, you kind of do need to fit into that bikini category they're looking for. Um, so that applies to your training, applies to your diet. Um, everybody's is going to look different, obviously, to kind of get to that bikini look on stage that they're, that they're going for. What about your mindset? How do you, uh, train with a purpose with your mind? This sport is very, anybody can, can account to this. This sport is very mental, especially when you're getting deep into prep and you're getting close to a show and you're really having to to dig deep. I think it just comes down to remembering why you're doing this. Um, and just to go all in, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that is when I'm doing this and I'm in something, I'm going to go a hundred thousand percent in it. And I think that's just what you need to do in order to bring your absolute best. It's kind of like, you know, why, why would you do this? And you're putting a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, um, into this sport. So for you to kind of half acid and half, you know, half be into it, I don't think that's, you know, that's not the right way to do it. Um, so you just need to remember your why and why you're doing this in the first place. Um, because things do, they get tough and you get tired and you get hungry. So in those moments, just remembering, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, I feel like you, you've overcome a lot, you know, especially when you said you were getting like their call outs often mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, bam, you turn pro. And I feel like there's a lot of girls who are going through the same thing. They want the pro card so bad. They want to accomplish yeah. more, you know, um, they're ready for it. What would you say to them if they're experiencing the same things you did in the past? Yeah. So my advice would be just don't give up. Um, and just do not ever compare. This is my biggest, biggest advice. Don't compare yourself to somebody else in their journey because it, it is every single person is different. Um, and everybody has a different journey to get to where they are. You know, you could get like me, you could get third call outs at a show. The very next show you could win, get your pro card. Um, so do not compare where you're at to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's kind of tough to grasp that concept. Um, a lot, you know, this, this sport is definitely, it's all about looks. It's all about, it's hard to not compare yourself, you know, but that would be my biggest advice is just do not, do not ever give up and don't ever think that just because somebody else did it this way and their journey looked like this, that yours can't be different. Yeah, there's so many different ways and methods to get to like one outcome for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, that's something that, you know, a lot of us girls uh, preach to each other, like don't compare yourself, don't compare yourself, but yet we still compare ourselves. Yes. <laughs> what are, I love that you continue to, you know, tell everyone, you know, hey, like this is something that you should not be doing. What do you do to help yourself and prevent yourself from doing the same? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a very tough thing for everybody. We all do it. Um, I think it, I just, you know, what helps me is kind of staying, I don't want to say staying off social media, but when I'm prepping and I find myself 
looking at other people or kind of starting to get in my own head, then I have to take a step back. And I'm just like, Katie, stop. So then I'll just stop looking at other people, you know, kind of get off social media. Um, and that seems to help me. But I can, you know, I can remember, this was for my nationals prep, actually. When I turned pro, I can remember, like, looking on Instagram, and I was seeing all these girls who were competing. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, they look so good. Or, like, this certain person looks great. You know, they're definitely going to turn pro. And I remember being backstage, and there, I don't remember how many girls were in my class, but there was, there was a lot. And I was just looking around, like, oh, wow, like, all these girls look so good, you know, starting to get in my own head. And then out of everybody, you know, I turned pro. So it's, you just cannot ever compare yourself like that. As hard as it, as hard as it is, you just have to remember that you have a, have a special, unique thing that you're going to bring to the stage that somebody else might not, you know. Definitely. That's such a powerful message and, and such a good um, story because, you know, like you said, like you just never know what's going to happen. You don't know what the judges are going to want. You never, you never know how someone, what someone did to get there, how they got there, why they're there, where their mindset's at. And so I just, I love that story. Exactly. And, and another thing that kind of helps me, um, obviously this day and age is all about social media and pictures and all of that, but pictures are very different than the stage. And I cannot stress that enough. Um, you know, I tell my clients and they'll say, oh, well, this girl's, they'll send me a picture and say, this girl's competing my, the same show as me. She looks great. And I'm like, okay, a picture does not translate to the stage. You know, you're taking a picture. It's a, it's a moment in time. Um, she could look very, very different on the stage. So that does not translate. Yeah. I actually have a really funny story. So <laughs> yeah. One time, this was like way back in the day, and we were at Junior um, junior USA's, and mm -hmm. there was a female who uh, we competed with, and she did fairly well, right? And we were – I mean, she did fairly well there, and then another show she didn't do so well, but that's besides the point. The point is, is that when we saw her, she looked completely different than she did yeah. on the cram. <laughs> And we would go back and forth through the pictures and we found out that she was using Photoshop and she was cinching in her waist because it was that much of a difference. Like oh literally changed the entire shape of her entire body and we could not believe it. And uh, to this day, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she still competes or anything. She's a wonderful woman, right. nothing against her, but like right. people do that. Like people create, you know, um, these illusions about the, themselves and, you know, they, they use the Photoshop, they change and it's not just a filter that you can do. You can do a lot more than that. So it's so important to just like not do that. And we couldn't believe it. It was, it was wow. mind blowing. <laughs> like See, That's crazy to me because it's, Obviously, on stage, you know, you're not going to have that Photoshop and that filter. So that just kind of shows the person's reason for doing all this. You know, it's kind of like, well, why are you doing this in the first place? Yep. No, I yeah, completely that's crazy. agree. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So watch out for that. <laughs> yes, girls, listen to me. That's, that happens a lot. So don't yeah. ever trust what you see on on Instagram. Oh, definitely not. So I would love to talk to you about kind of like your comeback and 
Before we get to the comeback, what made you want to take time off from the stage? Because I know you didn't want to do this on purpose. This wasn't intentional. Right. So um, just just to have a kind of a reset, a mental, a mental refocus, not only physical, I think that's really important. Um, you know, everybody takes time off for different reasons. And sometimes your body just needs a break. And sometimes your mind just needs a break. Um, so I think it's important to to take a step back, you know, do what you need to do, get your mind right so that you really can go all in when when the time is right. So it was mainly like a, just a mental, you know, a mental break for me. Okay. And then um, how long did you take this time for yourself? Um, so my last show was beginning of October. Um, so yeah, so that's been, I'm not sure how many few months. Um, I haven't, I haven't chosen a next show yet. We'll see. Um, so for now I'm just, you know, just training, growing my business, helping my girls, um, really, really focusing on them. So when the time is right, then I will, I'll pick a show and we'll, We'll go for it. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just needed I just needed kind of a a step back. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I understand. And um what about when you had your first health scare? Bring us back to that time. What happened? Yeah, so this was last year. Um, this was after one of my shows. I started getting just all of these weird, crazy symptoms. Um, and come to find out it was a nerve, you know, a lot of nerve issues that I was having. Um, you know, some of my symptoms where I was getting really dizzy, like I would have a really bad vertigo, um, really bad headaches, just weird stuff. And so then I started, you know, I went to a bunch of doctors. Nobody really told me they, they, my doctor told me it was anxiety at first, um, which I'm sure some people can relate to, you know, we all struggle with it sometimes, but when you do struggle with it, you know what it is and you know what it's not. And I was like, that's not it. Um, so kind of kept, just kept trying to figure out what it was. Um, ended up seeing a chiropractor, which I never really had in the past. I should have, um, but went to see him and yeah, it was just a really bad nervous system issue that was giving me all sorts of problems. I was having like joint pain in the gym. It was hard to, it's hard to lift weights. Um, I was getting really bad, like panic attacks, um, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So seeing, seeing a chiropractor has tremendously helped and I've heard similar stories. So I highly recommend, um, seeing, you know, taking care of yourself, seeing chiropractors, making sure you prioritize recovery Um, that was probably part of it. You know, I hadn't necessarily put too much time into my recovery after, you know, through my workouts, prepping a lot, it takes a toll on your body and we don't necessarily think about, think about that. Um, so that's something that I learned from all this was definitely prioritize recovery for sure. Yeah. So when you were going through all of like these symptoms, mm-hmm. what were what were you thinking that this was? Like what was going on in your mind? I honestly had no idea. It was basically how I felt was my body was just was just freaking out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not know what it was. And I, I, I was kind of afraid to work out sometimes. Like I was afraid to go in the gym. Um, like I said, I was getting really bad panic attacks. Just like basically my body was, I was like, what is going on? You know, it was kind of like, Katie, what is happening? Um, and I didn't know if I was going to compete again. Like I was really afraid to, because obviously when you prep and you put, you put your body through a lot, you need to be in the best physical health that you can when you're, you know, when you're starting. So I was kind of afraid to even go there again, you know, because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Um, how are you able to just like live your day to day life? Like what what was your coping mechanism for something like this? Um, because I know like me personally, um, yeah, I had a, an experience where like I felt like I was having vertigo um, at work. And at the time I was dealing cards and so I would literally like have to take time off from the tables and then mm-hmm. um, like I couldn't like work properly. And for me, like I I had to like practice a lot of like self-talk. So like I literally like whenever I would experience symptoms, something that my mom told me to do was to like make sure you can smell, like check your five senses, make sure you mm-hmm. can hear something, see something, smell something, touch something. Um, and then um, I would always do that. And that was something that like I did to kind of cope with it. And mm-hmm. eventually it went away. And I don't really know if I ever really had vertigo. I felt like I did. Um, it could just have been like maybe my um, my anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. But there was just like little things that like I had to do in order to like get me through it um, before I actually went and like seeked help or it went away. Was there anything that you kind of did to kind of help yourself? Because um, I know it can like be very intrusive in your life. Like there were times where I'd go to the grocery store and I couldn't finish my shopping. I had to go home. <laughs> like Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had some really crazy. bad like anxiety. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that definitely happens. And it's, it can be stress related, which, which is crazy to even think about, but anxiety can cause all these things. Um, and it, it can make existing things worse. I think, um, that's funny you say that about your mom because you know, my, I would call my mom and yeah, she's, she's probably one of the only people on this earth that can, that can like calm me down when I, you know, when, just when you need to talk to somebody. So I would do that actually a lot and talk to her. Um, like you said, I think just centering yourself and kind of reminding yourself you're okay. Um, it was, it was just, it was tough because, you know, as fitness professionals, we are looked at almost as we're looked up to, we're supposed to be in the best, the best physical shape, you know, where these fitness people. And so it's tough when you're going through something like this. Um, and you, you feel like, I almost felt like, like an imposter. I was like, Katie, you're, you know, all these people are looking up to you and they're, you know, all your clients and you're a coach and all this stuff. And you're telling people, how to be healthy and you're telling people how to do this with fitness and you yourself, you don't know necessarily what's going on with your health. So that was really tough. Um, I almost felt like I was, I was having to put on this face. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Like I can yeah. completely relate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so it's, it's definitely tough. So thankfully that that's all over. That was about a year ago when it, when it 
kind of resolved itself. So, um, I've heard similar stories with people, just, just those same issues. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. And what, uh, what made you want to seek out help with a chiropractor? Um, I don't really remember exactly what made me go see him. I can remember I was actually sitting in jury duty. This is like probably about a year ago to the date. Um, I had gone through all these things for months and I was just almost at my wits end. Like I had gotten blood work done. Of course, you know, I even went to the ER one night because it was just so bad and I was just fed up with it. You know, I was, I was so dizzy. I couldn't see straight. My eyes were blurry. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the hospital. I just want to know what's wrong. So I went and of course they said it was anxiety. Um, I think they gave me some, they put a Benadryl in an IV (laughs) and I'm like, I could have done this at home, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so then they sent me home, but after going through all of that and then they're all telling me that I'm fine, I was sitting in jury duty one day and I was just Googling stuff. And then I remember just Googling chiropractors in Charlotte. So then I found one and that's when I, that's when I started going to see him. That's phenomenal. And what was the recovery process like for you? Cause I know you said it fizzled out and you felt, yeah. you know, your health restored. Um, it was just, so I started going to see him, you know, multiple times a week. Um, I definitely started taking my recovery more seriously as well. So throughout this whole time, I, I really started getting back in a good consistent routine because I, I hadn't been consistently working out throughout that time. I was almost afraid to, um, and we can all relate to this. You know, if you've ever had to take a step back from the gym, it's very hard to get back into it. You know, that first initial, when you first get back in there and you're, you're just not used to it, it's, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always say like, whenever I take like a couple days off, I come back, I always say like, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. <laughs> yes. So I can only imagine these people are taking weeks and months off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was getting back into routine. So that helps a lot. Um, just recovery. You know, I was, I was going in the sauna a lot. Um, just really prioritizing that and taking care of my, my body, which not that I didn't before, but I never really put it as a priority. That was all about the training, all about the diet. And then that stuff kind of fell to the wayside. What was the method behind the sauna? Like what kind of benefits did you feel you got from that? Um, It helps with inflammation, you know, obviously just sweating things out. You feel better. Um, It helps recovery, helps your muscles. Um, Yes. I just felt a lot better doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing. You know, I'm, I'm, a big fan of taking Epsom salt baths. Um, so that helps with inflammation as well, helps with recovery. So both of those things I was doing a lot and I just, I just felt a lot better doing them. Good. Awesome. And, and then, and then you felt like you could come back to the stage, right? So what was that like for you? So that was honestly the best. Um, when you go through something like that, um, whatever, whatever it is, you know, whatever the, the situation is, And you, you know, I really did not think I was ever going to compete again. I was terrified. So last year I started prepping myself. um, And then I got to about, I decided to do Tampa Pro. So I got to about four weeks out. And that's when I 
reached out to my now coach, PJ Braun, um, and asked if he would, you know, peek me for the show and bring me in, really dive me in. So then we did that show. Um, and that was just, regardless how I did on the stage, um, it was such a big thing for me just because I was so proud of myself. I was so happy just to be back up there doing what I love. Um, you know, I didn't care if I got last place at that show. So it was just, that was a happy moment for me. So I think anybody can relate to that. Who's gone through, gone through anything tough and then you come back and it's really, you're just so proud of yourself. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Like that's, it's, it's crazy that you went through all of that, but then to just like come back, I think that says so much. I think so many, there's so many of us who take time off and then we're just like, oh, like there's no way, you know, we forget who we are. We forget who we're capable of and we're, we forget that, you know, if, if it's something that we want to do that we, we can do it. We've done it before. We can do it again. Right. So something that I'm sure a lot of people have wondered, um, so I'm going to ask you, why PJ? Mm-hmm. What was it about PJ that made you want to work with him? Um, just seeing his coaching style. And I had talked to him before, um, but just learning how he coached. He coached a lot of bikini girls. If people don't, if people don't know this about him. He used to coach a lot of females. Um, and just hearing him and his – he knows so much about everything. Um, just the science behind it. I just liked his methods. So, you know, I reached out to him. So he said, yes, I would love to. And then, so he dialed me into that show. And then that's when we started working together um, in the, for future shows after that. That's wonderful. And what yeah. do you think that was different um, working with him than other coaches in the past? Um, he really, one, he prioritizes your health over everything, which is awesome. I think that's super rare to find nowadays. Um, but he really knows the bikini division. Like I said, he used to coach a lot of females. He still does some, um, but he really just knows what they're looking for. Um, really knows how to dial you in. He, like I said, he knows the science behind everything. Um, so he's, yeah, he's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So many girls don't realize like prioritizing your health is so important. And I think some girls fall into the trap of thinking that their coach is, you know, prepping them in a healthy manner Mm -hmm. and they don't really know the difference. Um, What are some, I guess, like tips you can give or just like some key things to look out for to know the difference between if you're being coached in a healthy way or not? Yeah. So I, I definitely have had my share of coaches that were not the greatest. Um, one, definitely do your research before you choose a coach, you know, talk to their clients. There's nothing wrong with, I've had a lot of people ask me about previous coaches, you know, talk to people, see how they like working with this coach, get feedback from other people. It's something to not take lightly. Like you said, I think a lot of people just throw themselves into it, especially when they're new and they're kind of like, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. Um, it's, it can be scary and just, just coaching now, the things that I hear from my girls who have worked with other coaches and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of scary to hear the stories. So definitely just do your research. If it, you know, in your heart, what's right. Um, you know, and only you can make that decision. 
at the end of the day, it's, it's you and your health and your body. So if you're not comfortable with something, if you feel like something isn't right, it's probably not, you know, so trust, trust yourself in that. So I want to kind of, um, go down that rabbit hole with you and ask (laughs) you, what were some of the health scares that you've heard? Um, or just some of the scary stories about other coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the big topic is performance enhancing drugs, um, things like that. A lot of coaches just will throw these things at you. Um, and when you're a new competitor and you don't really know too much about it and, and you're really willing to do whatever it takes, you will do whatever it takes. And you, you trust this coach at the time. So you're like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to turn pro to, to get that top spot. Um, so that's something else. You really want to make sure that you can trust your coach and trust that what they're telling you is in your best interest. Um, like with PJ, a million percent, I will trust whatever he tells me. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that whatever they're telling you is gonna, is going to be in your best interest. Um, another thing like with the, with diets, I've heard just horror stories about people are put on these, these super, super low calorie diets and hours and hours of cardio, um, you know, there's definitely points where you have to push a little harder to get to that stage ready point. Like you're, you're going to be uncomfortable. You will definitely have to have low calories for most people. It's not going to be an easy process. Um, but there's, there is a line between, you know, pushing yourself and just insanity, I think. (laughs) No, yeah, I definitely agree. And um, I've heard stories too, you know, in the past where girls will come and they, you know, they say, oh, my coach, you know, put me on this, that, and the other, and this is what happened. How do you know if your coach is knowledgeable about PEDs and when they're not knowledgeable about PEDs? Um, Like I said, just definitely do your research. And just because they are a big name and they have tons of clients does not by any means, that doesn't mean that they, that they're necessarily the right fit for you. And they, they have your best interest in mind. So talking to their clients can really help just getting feedback from people who have experience with them. Um, do your own research. Don't trust that everything you're told for, you know, is, is face value research for yourself. Like I said, this is your body at the end of the day. So it's your responsibility to make sure that these things are okay for you to for you to do, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I I asked that question because, you know, a lot of girls they they find a coach, they're like, oh, this coach is great. This coach is just like we mentioned, like coach so and so. So I'm gonna, you know, I think that they're, you know, good at what they do. They've had this right. amount of years of experience. So they trust them, they do whatever they do, and then they come back and they are like, oh crap, like (laughs) my body's not functioning right. Like I, you know, all these different things happen to them and they don't, you know, they don't know why, or they think that they, you know, that they were trusting someone who they thought had their best interests at heart. So that's why I asked them like, well, what is the difference? Like, how can you find a coach 
and know that, you know, okay, because there's not like a certification. There's not like a, no, you know, a coaching, yeah, competition certification, <laughs> like how to prep someone the right way and like get right. certified in this. And experience is really important. You know, when you're looking for a coach, the fact that they have experience, you know, um, whether it's PDs or if it's just diet or training or whatever the case is, just dialing, the dialing process, the competition process, this is something that like, you know, is hard to find um, a good coach who's had the experience, who's done it multiple times. So it's like, there's no real like, okay, this is where you go to get certified. This is, you know, the, the right way to do things. But I love that you said, like, do your research because there is a lot of research out there now. There's a lot of research on, you know, competition prep and, and bodybuilders. And there's more and more studies of people, you know, using different um, whatever it is, like if it's, you know, PDs or if it's supplements or if it's just like a particular type of diet, whether it's keto or whatever, they're doing these studies on actual competitors and bodybuilders nowadays. So the research is out there, you know, Um, it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, these people will say, they'll, they'll tell these horror stories of their coaches and they'll say, well, this coach had me do this. And now, now my metabolism is messed up. Now my body's horrible. Now, you know, all these things that may have happened, but on the same note, you, you did it yourself. You know, you're a big girl or guy. You chose to, you chose to do these things. So at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. You cannot blame other people. They didn't force you to do it. You know, you made your own decision to trust this coach. So yes, there are some poor um, you know, not the greatest coaches out there, but it's also you making a decision to trust that coach. Definitely. Um, so you can't really blame. I don't like when people necessarily blame other coaches for that because they didn't force you to do it. You know, you had, you have free will. Um, so yeah, it just comes down to trusting your instincts, um, and just doing your research a lot. Thank you, Katie. I feel like you've you've gone through like so much and um, I couldn't even imagine what it'd be like to have that scare of not being able to compete again. Um, if you weren't able to compete again, what would you be doing? So honestly, I would be doing the same thing I am now, just without the competing part. Um, I love coaching. I love um, just working with my clients, you know, making them their best helping them accomplish their goals. Um, I just, I love that. And for me, it's, I love competing myself, but it's almost as good a feeling, if not better to watch my clients on stage as it is myself to be up there. So I would still be doing the same thing. Um, yeah, I just, I love it. Yeah. I think very blessed. I think, uh, Katie's ladies is like the cutest name ever. Oh, thank you. It's so cute. Where did you come up with that name? How did that um, come about? I don't know. I've just, I just said it for a while. Um, I just always thought it was, had a nice ring to it. So um, then I started really, really advertising it, putting it out there, you know, making team apparel, stuff like that. So now whenever my girls will tag me and stuff or they'll say, Katie's lady is just, I just love it. You know, I love that kind of that community. That's, that was my vision was just creating this community of girls, um, that just can, can lean on each other. And just this, 
this bond and I, I love seeing that, you know, when my, when my team kind of comes together and, and they're proud of that, that's what I love. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of females who want to start their own team and they want to, you know, start their own coaching business and they're kind of too afraid to do so. Where, where would they get started with something like that? So to be honest, you just have to dive in. It just really takes doing it to learn. (laughs) Um, you can, you can study all the books in the world. You can read all this, all this research. You can, you know, look at all these people, but it really just takes doing it, um, to, you know, that you just have to get started doing it. And that's just with anything in life, you know, it's going to be scary taking risks. You just have to take that leap. And then, um, you're not going to know everything. You know, I still obviously don't know. I have so much to learn. I'm learning every single day, but that's what life is all about. And you just have to take that initial leap leap of faith and, um, just, yeah, just take that, take that first step. Yeah. Messy action. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I don't know anything ever and I'm always, (laughs) I'm always like, well, let's just figure it out. (laughs) Right. Figure it out as you go. Yeah. And it always works out well. So yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was kind of curious about kind of like, you know, you've you've had a lot of experience with other coaches and now huh? you have probably implemented that into your own coaching style. What are some things that you do differently um, from, you know, just different things that you've learned from working with other coaches? How do you coach your girls differently? Yeah, so I'm I am huge on communication. I'm a big fan of that. Um, it blows my mind when I hear these other coaches who don't communicate with their clients. They don't respond to them. They don't answer questions. They're rude about it. Um, that just blows my mind. So I'm very big on, you know, communications, number one, um, really listening to them, getting feedback. Um, just, I've, I've just learned a lot. There's, I think you mentioned it earlier, um, there's lots of different ways to get to the stage. So there's different methods to get to that same end result. And that doesn't mean one is gonna is you know gonna be better than the other. You just have to find what works for that specific client. Um so it's a lot of coaching is really just figuring out that person and how, how they operate, how they think, you know, what's going to keep them motivated, what's going to keep them going. Um, each person is so unique. And so I think it really just takes, you know, getting to know a person to figure out, to figure out how it's going to, how they're going to bring their best, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you implemented that mental component. Like you're like, it's, and, and it's not just like, okay, let's find the right diet and exercise. That's not what you said. You're like, let's figure out what's going to motivate them, what's going to push them, what's going to make them become a better athlete. Yeah, like the diet, obviously the diet and exercise is a big component of it. But like I said, there's different methods to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different ways that you can do it. So the real struggle I found with a lot of competitors is not necessarily the actual diet and the actual 
exercise part of it. It is everything else that's going to yeah. allow them to get to the stage. So that's kind of my job as a coach um, is to figure those things out and just help them as best as I can. Yeah, definitely. And and I love that you implement like really good communication. So how do you make sure that you're on top of your communication with your with your clients? Um, you know, they send me check-ins obviously every week and they're always welcome to text me, call me, email, Insta message me. Um, but I'm you know, I I have girls who will ask some ask a lot of questions, some don't ask any and I hear from them once a week. Some I hear from almost every day. So, you know, I don't like hearing when these coaches almost get mad when clients ask questions or they, they're they rude to them or they, you know, they, they think they should know all these things. I don't like that because I want you to learn. I want you to understand why you're doing things. Um, I want you to, you know, really have that knowledge because then that's going to make you a better athlete. Um, so I welcome all questions. I welcome all, you know, when they are feeling a certain way or they have some kind of feedback for me. I love that. You know, there's there's definitely a difference between feedback and complaining. But for the majority, you know, I like when my clients communicate and they give me feedback and they ask questions. And I think that just makes them better athletes. Definitely. And it creates like a deeper bond between you and the you and the client, which is it does for sure. So beneficial. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. this is why I do my job. <laughs> right. And then they want to work harder. You know, they want to I want my girls to look up to me and say, Okay, I want to work hard, obviously for myself, but for Katie. Um, because that's that's how I feel about PJ, to be honest, is yes, I do this for myself, but I want to make him proud. And that's kind of the feeling I want for my girls to have for me. Yeah, that's so special. Yeah. And I know I know you've coached yourself in the past. Um, what are some like methods that you use to coach yourself that you now find helpful for coaching your girls? Um just I you know, carb cycling is big for sure. Um just really making sure that you are a hundred thousand percent consistent every day. Mm -hmm. Um, prep is definitely different than I I have lifestyle clients as well. And then I have some, you know, lifestyle will switch over and they'll say, okay, I want to do a show. So I'm like, all right, well, prep is definitely needs to be more strict, more consistent. You have to be on point every single day, every meal, every, every cardio session has to be on point. And I think that's kind of the difference. Um, so that's really something that I implement in myself, but my clients is just that hundred percent consistency day in and day out is what's, what's going to get you there. No, I, I agree with you entirely. It's so important. And, you know, something that you wrote on your Instagram that I love, so I don't know if this is your words or somebody else's words, but girl, I was like, I love this. Yeah. If people are doubting how far you'll go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. I <laughs> yeah, love I that. I write that. Let's be clear. But no, I love that quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my question for you is, where are you going? So I don't have a clear answer for that, but I like I like it because to me, the sky is the limit. 
And I love that quote because I think anybody can relate to that. And I love using other people's doubts in there. You know, when they don't believe in you, I love using that as fuel for my own fire. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, anybody can do that and relate to people not necessarily believing in them or doubting them um, and just use that to really push yourself further. No, I I completely agree. And what about in the sport? Um, Do you have any goals just specifically for the sport? So obviously my competing career, I'd like to take that as far as I can. Obviously Olympia is the goal. Um, But, you know, along with competing, I think just growing my business. And like I said, I don't have, I couldn't tell you where I want to be in, in a year or five years. But I like that part. I like that aspect of this industry because I think there's so much you can do with it Mm -hmm. um, and so many different avenues and opportunities that you can seize and just um, use to your advantage. So I like that kind of uncertainty about the future. And like I said, the the sky is the limit. So I'm excited. I love that you're not limiting yourself to just like, you know, one avenue. Like you're just kind of letting life take you to where – you know, you're meant to be. So that's right. Yeah. I would have never thought that I'd be here today. So who knows where I'm going to be in a year from now, you know? Yeah. I love that, Katie. So we are coming now to the Bikini Diaries question and you can answer this question any which way that you would like. Okay. If there is one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank. Dear Diary. Dear Diary, I have not always believed in myself. I have doubted myself. I have um, doubted, you know, whether I'm made for this. I still do sometimes, but I've picked myself up. I've kept going. Um, and that's what that's what life is all about is just, you know, picking yourself up, dusting yourself off. We all fall down. We all, we all have low points in life. Um, I like to say there's, there's valleys and there's mountaintops to life. We all have valleys and that just leads us to the mountaintops. I think our setbacks, um, are, are set ups for good things to happen in the future. So just keep going, dust yourself off and just keep your head up. Yeah, I love that. And then, you know, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to someone wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? Enjoy it. Enjoy every single part of it. Um, Enjoy the process. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, just, just really, truly enjoy everything about it and don't take it for granted. No, I agree. And Katie, if we wanted to find you and maybe work with you, where would we go? Yeah. So my Instagram is just my first and last name. So Katie Kopfel. Um, You can always Insta message me on there. My email is the same thing. Um, either of those is, is great. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for being on today. Thank you. I had, I had a good time. If you love this episode just as much as I love this episode and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please 
pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.